0: Welcome to the Newscape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts, Don Betts and Mark Stansberry.
1: If you're going to effectively deal with polarization, you have to look at somebody in the eyes and understand that we have so much in common.
2: Collaboration and connection equal results.
0: This episode is the third in a multi-part series on five key factors for campus success. In previous episodes, Don and Mark discussed the first two factors, culture and creativity. In this episode, they discussed the third factor, collaboration and connection. This podcast is brought to you by Newscape Higher Ed Advisors, helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more.
2: Welcome to the fourth episode of NewScape Higher Ed Advisors. I'm Mark Stansbury. And I'm Don Betts. Over the last few episodes, we've covered several issues. uh, And really under uh, creativity, uh, we talked about and we talked about culture and and some other issues. But today, uh, of the C's, we're going to be talking about collaboration and connection. So essential to success, collaboration and connection. Don, uh, tell me, how did you approach as a president and and, and add others to that equation in uh, having collaboration and connection in higher education?
1: Well, Mark, uh, obviously, when you are involved with an organization, whether university or whatever, uh, the interconnection between the people that make up the entity is extremely important. And you can all go in the same door and go to your same offices and do your work and come home. And you all have the same corporate name or the same university name. But that doesn't necessarily mean collaboration occurred. In fact, in some cases, it likely did not. I've been thinking a lot about collaboration, Mark, um, because of the existential circumstances in which we are dealing with now, literally globally, but you can take it nationally, locally, et cetera. And that is the polarization that everyone speaks about, that there is no common ground, that everyone is so stridently focused only on their perspective and they have no capacity or room to think about others' perspectives. That's the antithesis of, of, of collaboration. So in that environment, it becomes a real test, not just of leadership, but of almost civic responsibility is how you find common ground, how you build the future together in a way that serves not only your personal interest but the interest of the group that's much larger than you are. How far do you identify beyond you and your family in order to create circumstances for growth and development and for true happiness? So when I think about it from the university side, I immediately think of all those 2000 individuals that came to work every day uh, who were responsible for creating the educational environment in which we lived and their work, their attitude, their connection, and their belief in the importance of what they do that what they do was paramount to our success. And it's it's a it's a fascinating study for me because people I think inherently want to connect, but there are reasons why they don't. Part of it might be a lack of information, part of it might be fear, part of it might be um, um just just um in, in, I've never done it before, they're not really focused. But I think as 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 leaders, you have this. This amazing opportunity to bring people together, um, and, and I, I like I like the edu- the leadership theories that talk about the collaborative approach to leadership as opposed to the great man theory of leadership, which is there are only these certain people, kind of in a patriarchal way, who are leaders because they were born in a certain family or whatever. We know that that has been that myth, myth has been challenged successfully. But the converse to that to me, uh, the, the opposite of that to me is uh, is the notion that can we find the platform upon which all of us can connect and work and create uh, the environment not just for ourselves, but for those that we serve? And the leader's challenge is to invite people to that to that platform, to invite them by ideas, to invite them by um, attitude to invite them by transparency that we've talked about before, I think it's absolutely essential that if you're going to effectively deal with polarization, you have to look at somebody in the eyes and understand that we have so much in common. And I think that happens on universities and colleges across the country, but we have to do more of it. We have to be incredibly intentional about building collaboration.
2: I agree with you, Don, and I've seen it on your campus uh, where, the, again, uh, you brought many ideas uh, from many people to the table because, again, the open door policy of we want to hear from you, uh, we want to work with you, we want to be successful together. And that's the only way you're going to really have success is together, uh, definitely not fighting each other. Uh, and I find that the more we uh, Collaborate. I see it in the boardrooms. So when I go to boardrooms, you'll have a few that are very vocal, that share their their ideas, and then you'll have some that sit back, some that like to think about it for some time before they even address any issues. Some are very silent. Some are kind of in the middle. They're they're giving some ideas, but they're not really expressing everything that's on their mind. So you have different personalities to collaborate. You're going to have different personalities that uh, come together and work together. And to be successful, when you have uh, seven or nine or thirty-five board members, depends uh, on the situation. Uh, we need to be able to come with all the ideas and build a consensus, like you're talking about, intentionally. Um, I still reflect on what uh, Governor Bellman uh, told me uh, when I was in my early 30s and about to be appointed as a regent, uh, that he was going to appoint me to uh, one of the to the university system and he said uh, I have no agenda. If you have any uh you know if you have any issue at all you can address it to me but I'm not going to be calling you you need to call me. Uh how refreshing that is looking back. Uh I've I've you know I looked at corporate america where I've been involved as well and it's it's not not seen that much uh across the board in corporate america and maybe somewhat in higher education I don't know but I know that we need to embrace the idea that these are ideas that you have individually, you have that you can share with the group and feel that what you mentioned earlier in one of our uh, episodes was trust. And if we have a trust with one another, we'll accomplish a great, great deal. Uh, and I go back to what governor Bellman had said that that really was refreshing, but also enlightened me to how I should treat others as well that, uh, that it's not my, I don't have all the answers. That I uh, didn't come in on on the board level thinking I did. That uh, Governor Bellman made sure that I set my tone, <laughs> uh, of voice and thought in the right way. So uh, I owe him that from that perspective. But I've seen your uh, leadership, Don, on the campus, uh, using that same same philosophy. I guess you'd say, is that let's uh, let's work together, let's collaborate, let's connect. And make th- things happen because we just, uh, it's meant to be that way.
1: Well, leadership uh, focuses on behavior and it focuses on relationships. And uh, back in last fall, last spring in the Chronicle of Higher Ed, there was an article um, discussing the five essential skills that presidents have to have in order to be successful in the challenging environment, not just today, but into the future. And one of those I extrapolate to fits very well with our collaboration is called Building Relationships. And that is in order to fulfill an agenda for change, you need to be able to foster positive relationships with a diverse and often competing set of constituencies. Getting back to what I said earlier about that common platform where we can all stand together. It's a challenge. There's no question. But the way you way you find your way toward meeting that challenge is by understanding those that you're working with. So those relationships that you build and over time, the suspicions that may have been generated in the past uh, and the lack of... of um, trust uh, is now replaced by a different sense that it's okay for me to express myself and it's okay for me to uh, articulate what i think is really important for the institution but it's also important for me to think about what i'm articulating in the context of what other people might need and then to find that consensus process as you build relationships relationships are not are, are not my side 100% your side 0% there's no there's no relationship so as you build that relationship, what you're basically saying is I'm comfortable enough and I am uh, trusting enough that I'm going to give up something in order to get something. And what I'm going to get outside of um, what I hope to get from, from my perspective is a sense that we're going to advance our community, be it university, community, um, public community, corporate community together. And I think the more people feel, and I'm using the word feel intentionally, the more people feel that they are engaged in the process, that they're not ancillary to it, have not been left on the side to be given the, the report in, in, in 90 days um, uh, over the internet or you know, perhaps in a meeting or something, but that I was actually in that best conversation from the beginning and I watched it evolve and develop, there's a, an immense amount of accomplishment, sense of accomplishment and pride when that final result comes because We did it. And what we end up doing when we build these kind of relationships is replacing the I, first person singular, with the we, first person plural. We're basically saying that my fulfillment is going to be realized to a great extent through our fulfillment. I Again, uh, all I can say is when it works, we know it. It's terrific. um, And it moves institutions and entities forward. When it's not there, you can have all of the bells and whistles possible and all the slick ads, et cetera, but it doesn't take long before you know, it's clear that the emperor has no clothes.
2: <laughs> Collaboration and connection, equal results. I agree. You know, I think about the what we talked about in our first episode, and that was uh, the uh, dashboard and metrics uh, that were adopted by our system, about 27, 26, 27 metrics. And at first, when that was introduced that uh, as a chair, I thought, this is something that needs to happen as a dashboard. I visited with you, Don is chairman of the President's Council and that'd be among six universities. And there was not any I wouldn't say there was any pushback by any means, but what is this all going to accomplish was more of the question. Why are we going to get involved with this? We've got all the paperwork that we need to do already. Uh, the challenges are already there we have. How's this going to help? And so six presidents, uh, through through your leadership, were presented the idea through the uh, President's Council when you were uh, chairman of the President's Council. And uh, the the six universities' presidents uh, got together, decided that, yes, let's look at it. Let's see if it can be helpful or not. And added uh, five, or six, excuse me, uh, presidents, uh, along with, excuse me, the vice presidents, and then uh, the six business managers as well to, uh, to talk about this and to study it and so forth. And it took about two years to work through the two years that I served as chair to get to that point where we did have a, a dashboard and metrics. And it, was, it went back to the fact of trust. It went back to the fact of, of being able to listen to each other because, first of all, we have different mission. Uh, as far as each of the campuses through the state. This has covered 40,000 students, around 3,000 faculty and staff. There, and then all the communities across the state that were involved on in these campuses. So there was a lot of involvement and a lot of question marks to go through. And by by listening to each other uh, through those two years, uh, it wound up that it wasn't just one particular leader, that uh, wasn't definitely me uh, or any particular board member that that really uh, got to say this is our deal? It was all of our deal. It was <laughs> it was the team effort. It wound up being such a team effort that once it got to the point of being adopted, uh, you could tell it on everybody's face. They beamed. They had a part in this. They knew the results were there, and they knew that they could actually take these metrics now and apply them and I understand that they've been applied. Several of these are like you said in the first uh, episode were green lit, uh have the green lights, but some didn't. Some, some we saw that there's some issues that <clears throat> we we're gonna have to face for a long time. And that was part of the proper metrics. We needed the proper metrics to challenge ourselves to do better, to find the right results. And so anyway, uh, yes, it was it was well worth the effort. It was worth the challenge. Glad we did it, uh, but it it wasn't any individual that uh, could, could barely be spotlighted. It was all of us together, working together to accomplish uh, the dashboard and the metrics. And it'll be ongoing, it never stops. This is something that uh, they can all be proud of, but it's an ongoing process. And I would say that goes back to what we talked about in our last episodes is the culture, uh, not just on one campus, but across all the system. And also the creativity that's very much involved. So the culture, the creativity, and surely the collaboration, the connection, is what got us over the top to make it work.
1: Well, uh, it, it was a seminal accomplishment and credit you and, and the board for uh, challenging each of the institutions to cooperate, collaborate and connect in order to be able to make this happen. And the results are, uh, as you said, a dashboard we didn't have before. And I know you have been a. Approached in other venues about that dashboard and about its relevance and interest in how it was generated, et etc i would I would tell you that probably from the beginning at the very first day, most people probably believed this wasn't going to happen uh, that it it was going to it was going to fall on the rocks of reality and we we're going to all do our individual work, but it worked you you had some outstanding people on the campuses. Working on this, but your and your colleagues' consistency in your leadership is a very important message to the to board members. The consistency of your leadership really um, empowered those individuals and uh, each institution to actually take this more than seriously. But you know, sometimes when you undertake a project like that, people look at it as like a, a punishment or an a, or an assignment in the worst. The meaning of the word. What you really opened up, I think, was an opportunity for us to connect with one another in a way we haven't had before. We've never done anything like that. And in the process, I think the systemness of us was likely in, um, enhanced and, and uh, strengthened. And I think it was very important. But the, uh, not, but the idea of, of um, that collaboration really was about team building. What you did was you built a team, your board built a team. It happened to be from six universities in order to create this outcome and I think one of the one of the significant outcomes of genuine collaboration is team building, not just for the moment but when you actually are able to create through a collaborative environment individuals each of whom has particular talents and each of whom figures out that the way to realize the goals and objectives of the institution is to Donate those those talents and perspectives to the common good around a vision and a plan. The results, like I said, can be um, surprising and enlightening and gratifying. Um, anyway, uh, there's something I wanted to say before we kind of bring this all together. It ties up. I mentioned Simon Sinek before, uh, book Start With Why and others. And many of people that whoever listens to this certainly know him. But one of the comments he made in 2014 um, in his uh, in a leadership piece he wrote, I thought about a great deal as we were thinking about and preparing for uh, our conversation, Mark. And this comes from um, the book called Leaders Eat Last, Why Some Teams Pull Together and Others Don't. And so he summarizes, he's very clever and very insightful, but he summarizes this with a mantra. And to me, this goes back to the first words that you and I spoke as part of Newscape um, weeks ago when we did our very first uh, conversation together. So here's what he said. Here's the mantra. So goes the culture. So goes the institution. That can be so goes the company. So goes the leader. So goes the culture. The leader is absolutely essential, important, central to the culture. Integrity matters. Friends matter. Lead the people and not the numbers. So what is, what is Cynic saying for me? He's basically saying is while the, while the leader plays an important role, that role, which helps galvanize culture, is built around relationships. Integrity is the font of great relationships. Friends matter. These colleagues of ours that are uh, absolutely essential to, co- to uh, accomplishing anything on our institutions at our institutions matter, and that we have to remember that we're not being we're not leading a set of data we're leading people and not the numbers so outside of um outside of that perspective, I think that Simon Sinek is inviting us to rethink leadership and to keep it. Eternally connected to culture and then to the other issues we've brought up so far creativity, collaboration.
2: Rethink leadership, uh, so essential, so important. Uh, I, I see uh, in corporate America and to a certain degree in higher education, as far as boards, um, the leader being engaged. Uh, if the leader's engaged, you know it, you feel it. It may be that the leader or the chair or the board member, is there for a term, and uh, that's why they're there. They're going to serve a term. They have this uh, responsibility, uh, and that's where it stops. But a true leader or leadership in corporate America or in in uh, higher education, as far as a board member, is engagement at all times. And that means to give it yourself beyond the boardroom, beyond... Uh, Just a certain activity or two, but to be engaged on a daily basis. And so I would say if if you're going to have true collaboration and connection, it starts with the top as a board chair or president that's fully engaged with their board members, fully engaged with the staff, fully engaged with students, the community, and you'll know it when you see it each time that... If you don't have that engagement, in fact I'm seeing it across um, uh different boards where uh, members um are not or they're barely coming up with a quorum at times in their in their board meetings. That's not engagement. No. <laughs> and I, I'm starting to see that across the US that and I'm not just speaking of course on higher education boards, but other boards, is that when you don't have board members showing up and also you you If you don't have uh, individuals talking to each other before and after the board meetings, as far as getting ideas and suggestions and from others outside of their own campuses, then things die, they become stagnant. And what we've got to do is encourage each other to and and really become accountable to each other. We're accountable, it's another word to use as far as engagement. If we're accountable to each other, then we've read our minutes, We've studied our homework. We're looking at uh, creative ideas beyond what's gonna be presented at the boardroom and engage the community, staff, faculty, and the presidents and have conversations to make it happen. Agreed. Don, do you have uh, suggestions or uh, takeaways that could be shared today uh, regarding uh, collaboration and connection in higher education?
1: I think we've really scratched the surface of an incredibly important subject and I so appreciate interacting with you, Mark. Um, Basically, uh, for three, I would say collaboration is the antithesis of polarization, which we face with today. That collaboration invites us to become great together rather than individually. And that collaboration uh, is a key to team building, but it must rest on a foundation of trust.
0: Thanks for joining us for our discussion of collaboration and connection. Make sure to visit our website at newscape.us. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Join us next time as we continue our series on five key factors for campus success.